Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check, check, check. What up, world? It's the man with the plan, Burt McGurk, a.k.a. PR, the king of hearts. And you are now tuned in to Clocking Out, the podcast you listen to when you need to get motivated and inspired to doing bigger and better things. Ah. What is going on, everybody? How you living? How you doing? How you been? Uh, a lot of stuff's been going on, man. Um, I know what I specifically want to talk about today. What I want to put you guys onto, because I feel like that's important. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been really um, overthinking, I guess, lately about what's happening next with the podcast. It's been getting to that point where um it's it's time to just level up and so slowly but surely i've been um looking into a lot of things and it's getting to the point now where things are moving forward it's been it's it's been consistent consistent i can't even speak right it's been um why the fuck is this not staying back like it should be Ooh, sorry, I had to cough. Um, it's been really consistent with the uh, amount of support that I've been getting. So, and it's been growing, and I see a lot more interest. So, I've been trying to work on. I've just been playing around lately with the um, with having people on the podcast. Just trying to have it where it's not too oversaturated, where it's not anything where people are on just temporarily for something that they're not that serious about. So it's been taking some time to really just invest into building relationships with people and getting to know them a little better and trying to just I'm still new, you know, even though we're like 60 some episodes in, I still am playing around with a bunch of other things before I move forward with actually having it under the name or branding it with uh, with clocking out. So I've been playing around with the live streams and everything like that here and there just to test the waters to see exactly what it's like now. You know, um, I've been around doing things like this in and out for a long time and for many years. But the thing is, is that over years and over time, things things change. So um, the same way that I kind of pivoted from doing music 24, 24 seven is like I'm, I'm doing the podcast more. I'm trying to learn on building my social skills as far as developing relationships with people who are also trying to be entrepreneurs or independent business owners or independent artists, whatever it is. But people who are trying to do it just themselves without having to depend on a third party, a second party or whatever the fuck you would call it. And um, yeah, so basically I've just been trying to improve on that. And anything that I come across that I think is useful information, I try to share it with you guys on the podcast. Anybody that I feel is doing something that you guys should pay attention to and basically gives off good vibes or a good example of what to do moving forward. If it's something that you're trying to do independently, I try to put those people on. That's what I'm trying to do. I see people who are consistent, people who are really focused and want to do something and aren't just sitting around not trying to make a move you know it takes time to build things it took time to get where i'm at right now not to say that it's something to brag about but it's something i'm proud of so it's something i mention every now and then because i brag about it to myself i like to remind myself of how far i came you know compared to be to being in in the position where i was before talking about oh i'm gonna record that one day i'm gonna say this and come up with ideas like i actually record now sometimes it's hit or miss sometimes people tune in sometimes people don't it's not always amazing 
you know what I mean? But still, I'm rolling with it. I'm learning. I'm improving. Um, the following has been building up. People have been showing more interest. People have been reaching out more. And that's my main thing. I'm trying to get it where it's a more commutative type of thing. So that's it's getting hard. The 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 um, excuse me. My bad. Not to clear my throat. The organic growth on social media is dead. You know, so that's it's kind of hard. So you really have to build relationships with people now. And social media is really, if you notice it now, every time you post something, you was getting some spam shit. You was getting some spam account looking at your 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 um, your stories or sending you DMs or some shit like that. So then you have no choice but to make your account private. And then when you make your account private, you really can't. If you're trying to be a social media person and using social media to launch or as a launching pad to build your brand or your platform or your whatever it is that you're trying to do independently, you're going to focus a lot on social media. And with all the spam shit, it's getting really hard. So changing your settings and all that, that's what I'm going to talk about today is that, you know, a lot of these apps are getting a little out of hand with all the spam stuff. So settings have changed um, on, on a lot of things. If you noticed your phone lately has been having updates like crazy, <clears throat> not only just iPhones or whatever, there's always like a new update for the phone before it used to be every like once in a blue and now it's like more than fucking usual. So I'm starting to think that with the way that things are going, it's going to lead to basically applications not being free anymore. And the reason I say it is because of this. <clears throat> right now, you go to Facebook, you go to Twitter, you any app you use right now that's free. The way that they're free is because you're basically giving them permission to track your information and to share your information, your data. And... Basically, if you search on Google and then you go onto Twitter or you go onto Facebook or you go onto Instagram, those applications communicate with each other and let they let each other know what you were previously looking at, what you spent the most time looking at, like, you know, things like that so that you would have more related ads. Now, with each phone update, if you've noticed, they're making it more and more of a big issue or more of a focus thing. We're like, OK, this update has better privacy settings. This update has fingerprint scanning facial scanning uh, uh three or four <clears throat> three uh three or four step combination of a password setup or you know what i mean some verification type crap but it's getting more serious to the point of why people are are taking their privacy more serious as far as their their mobile devices you have to understand before it was always the computer the computer the computer and the tv now the computer and the tv have turned into one and it's always in your pocket so you're always on it 24 7 and then while you're doing that, you don't notice that all these apps, a lot of people don't care. <clears throat> Why do I have to keep clearing my throat? I should have got water. A lot of people don't care that these applications are communicating with each other and sharing your data. But at the end of the day, you should. You know what I mean? It knows what you bought, where you bought it, when you bought it, and basically why. Because if you're communicating with people and you're searching for things, it's that these applications communicate with each other and they're able to put two and two together and intelligently let the app know you should show this person that for example today i was outside laying down and the kids were playing and everything like that and my phone was just next to me wasn't saying anything wasn't looking at anything <clears throat> and i was texting somebody and told them that i wanted dunkin donuts so they came and they brought the dunkin donuts but i didn't even say anything it wasn't mentioned but 
as soon as I got it, I went on Instagram. I didn't post anything, but I had it on the floor as I'm sitting there and it was like in front of me on my phone. So basically the phone, what a lot of people don't understand is that your phone is while you're on it the same way. This is why when you go on an application and it, you, it but right before you make an account, especially if it's free, it tells you to agree to the terms and conditions, which gives them permission to access your microphone and your camera, which you would assume is only going to happen when you're either recording a video to post on the app or taking a picture to post on the app so of course you're going to give them permission to do that but the thing is that they do it on their own as well so they can listen into your conversations or they can go into your series history of what you've told siri to type in or search they can also look at your hashtag history they can also look at your search history at what um pictures you've looked at the most now i mention all this because at the same time it's having access to your phone's camera and it's looking around so it's basically the same way that when you turn your camera on and you try to focus on someone's face and there's a box on it that's the same thing that happens when you're swinging your phone around while you're on an application it's looking at logos <clears throat> it's looking at the logos around like if you have a mac it'll notice the mac logo out of nowhere little by little while you're on your phone you'll start seeing a whole bunch of stuff related to mac or apple then you know that's what happened with me basically i was sitting there and being that the phone was in front of me it basically saw the dunkin donuts shit and i started getting ads for dunkin donuts like crazy Mind you, I didn't mention it besides for writing it in a text. I didn't search it or nothing like that. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like, and that that's not the first time. And I'm pretty sure if anyone's listening, they've had moments like this. This isn't something new. It's something that people have mentioned online. But you'll notice it more and more when you pay attention to it. And it kind of becomes annoying. But there's ways that you can turn this off now with especially with iPhones and stuff. I'm a, a big Apple head because basically everything is integrated it's all um what's it called the uh whatever man. I, I got them all it's it's the the fucking ecosystem not ecosystem whatever the fuck you call it where all the, the yeah it's everything's apple <clears throat> that i have not because oh my god it needs to be apple it's just i started with apple and i kept building things and being that one transfer it just became more easy so i just basically got stuck in the loop so anyway why do we get into that um shit now i'm off track fuck anyway phones at what are we talking about what are we talking about shit <laughs> see what happens um yeah all these applications anyway they track all your stuff now my thing is that with all yeah that's there we go i use i'm i'm an apple head so or, or mac or whatever the fuck you would call it so i have iphone and with the new update there's new privacy settings they always improve it so now you can go on and specifically have your phone prevent these apps from tracking your location and all that shit like that even after you agree to the terms and the conditions but then while you're on the app you'll constantly see these notifications comes up and some of them they give you the the like ability to back out and ignore it but other other ones just give you one option it's either you gotta click it or back the fuck out of the fucking app and then go back in that's what i've been dealing with lately since i've updated my settings i went to my settings and i had it where never at any time is any app tracking my location the only one that i gave permission to is uh the gps when i'm using it but then again at the same time you know they're still fucking doing it regardless um and then all the apps i disabled anything for them to improve their ads whatever the fuck so everything from instagram to facebook to fucking snapchat linkedin 
um everything except for youtube because when i'm on youtube i pay for youtube through google or whatever the fuck and all that shit so i had like some package thing that i'm grandfathered in so i don't really gotta worry about that i don't pay for the commercials or nothing like that but um the thing is is that i, I set that up so now every time i go on those apps even for a second i'm getting these fucking notifications that are so annoying so now it's gotten me to the point that I'm like, yo, this is like no different like in the beginning stages of Facebook or the beginning stages of fucking uh, MySpace back in those days for anyone who knows what the fuck I'm talking about, me and all that. All those those apps were like free and then little by little they started becoming saturated with all these pop-up ads and everything like that. I have a feeling that what's going to happen soon is like on apps on Instagram, it's going to get to a point where you're either going to have to pay to have like a subscription where you can do and post more like they're going to give you a limit for free accounts because what i see that's happening is that being that you can update all these privacy settings on your phone it's preventing these apps from getting better results from their ads which is how they make money free apps make money because they get paid off of the ads that you look at whether you click it whether you scroll whether whatever whether you buy or not they get paid off of just having an ad on there they're basically a billboard <clears throat> that's why i've been trying to convince people to not just have a fucking social media just to put up your bullshit have something and build something because at the end of the day you're you're on a website that's really popular and all the eyes are on to give people a reason to look at your shit there's more people on these accounts looking around than there are people creating content to post on there, which is a big, it's a big window of opportunity before it, it's shrinking, but it, there's still time to get in it. You know what I'm saying? People just need to look. That's why there's certain apps where there are ads where you make an account and you try to pay for your own ad. It's really cheap and it'll be like fucking $5 to reach 10,000 people. Apparently you get what I'm saying or get 10,000 views or 10,000, um, uh not likes because it doesn't do that when you go to all these ad things on instagram facebook and twitter it tells you would you like to promote your ad i'm telling you try it people think like oh no nah. like yo if you're doing something and you're you have a business yo just put five dollars in one post and watch what happens just five dollars five dollars for for like three days especially if you just have a few following um few people following like around uh under a thousand or some shit like that try it out Try it out and look at the and watch. You're gonna see the results, because it it's not like a it's through the actual company and you're paying them and they're saying it's not bots. You're not giving anyone access to your account or nothing. <clears throat> but before you start questioning and talking shit about paying for promotion on these, do it because it's very under it's underpriced right now because they're trying right now they're trying desperately to make money because there's less people dealing with ads there's more people just going to what they're normal what they're normally a fan of you know what i'm saying so there's less people scrolling they already know where to go they already know where to like or they already have their friends sending them links and memes so there's less time with them searching it's like they, their attention span is going shorter and shorter and i mentioned this in another podcast that i feel like people go from wanting to look at something for a few minutes so like one minute to a few seconds which is why all these videos and everything on instagram are set up for like a few seconds and then it automatically goes to the next one why do you think tiktok is so popular with kids like their attention span is so small not to call kids stupid but like they're they're quick to jump from one thing to another and they're quick to get excited from a 10 second video of something like majestically happening or whatever the fuck so all these things are, are made to keep you on your phone and kill time. So the more time that you're on the phone is no different than when you were watching TV and they had commercials. They're trying to convince you to buy shit so that they can make more money. 
but now that people have all these settings preventing all these apps from actually getting access to their search history or from communicating to one another or knowing where their location is so that they can see what places are promoting like it's fucking it up so what i see that's happening being that i'm experiencing it i feel like it's going to get to a point where they're no longer going to keep giving you these ad shits i mean these fucking these pop-ups like yo change your because what comes up is an alert saying change the settings on your phone so that we can better assist with giving you more accurate ads based on your location or search history and i'm like no i'm good i'll look for it myself like <laughs> you know what i mean but then every now and then like i said when i'm on my phone i'll be writing something and then it'll just pick up from whatever it sees in the room and then i start noticing i'm like yo i've seen this before and i look around i'm like oh this is in the room i had this or this is what i was looking at the other day on the but it's like it's just weird so you see that they're trying little by little they're gonna these apps are gonna try to find ways to work around to really try to find a way to send you an ad and put it in your face and then another thing that i've been doing on these ads i mean on these apps is anytime an ad comes up i put not interested or i block it or i report it or i like say too often like i, I make it so it's annoying so that the algorithm automatically stops showing me these things but you're going to start seeing that people are finding their way around it and the algorithm is just getting to the point where it's just neglecting all these fucking ads. People are going to see that they're not getting results and they're not going to pay these the, these free apps to promote their shit. So they won't make money. So how are they going to make money? They're going to have to charge us, the regular free day-to-day -day user on it. So if you're, it's better to start, I guarantee you no one's going to pay to use Instagram. I guarantee you no one's going to pay to use Facebook or nothing like it's free. That's why people go to it. It's free. But if you have a business, I guarantee you, you will pay to make sure that you can like or post more than three times a day or post a longer video than 10 seconds, because I feel like that's what's going to happen. I feel like soon Instagram is going to have it where they're limit to they're going to give you a limit of how many likes you can do a day or within an hour or how many posts you can do daily or how many comments you can do like they're going to limit it. They're going to give you a certain amount that you can do daily so that they can push you to a point where it's either you have to watch a video, you can't scroll any longer, or you can't do anything else, or if you want to like or do more, you have to watch this, or you have to upgrade to this. I feel like they're going to be doing that. From Instagram to Twitter to Facebook, I feel like slowly everything is is pivoting to that because there's no other way that they're going to make money. People are starting to find their own way around that where they're trying to not give the attention or even a second of their time to these fucking bullshit ads that are just coming up that are literally nothing and the same with all these spam accounts if you look at it every time you post something you got these spam accounts that are just bots like oh click this and you should post it here and do these shits are fucking annoying i can't stand that shit neither like so from instagram to twitter like you get all these and i just report them also again anyone's like oh just make your account private but when you make your account private and you're trying to build a brand it kind of it's like you're going against the current a little bit too much you get what i'm saying and yeah it's doable and it kind of makes this thing of of um favoritism i guess where you can just allow specific people into the account but i feel like that's kind of corny also you know what i mean like who the fuck are you to be like ah, i don't know if you're worthy of looking what i posted of what i ate for breakfast or some dumb shit you get what i mean so i don't know i just wanted to come on here and give my two cents and say people should prepare themselves for no longer having these free applications i feel that um everything is changing little by little they're starting i feel like the, not only just the government or the man or whatever the fuck you want to look at it big brother i feel like they're starting to notice that technology is really changing a lot 
um, right now money's being printed like crazy. People are losing their trust in money, and I guess they're kind of just throwing it at people because cryptocurrency is becoming more popular. If you've noticed that as well, from Bitcoin to Ethereum to whatever else that's out there, um, Dogecoin especially. But um, sorry. Uh, yeah, I just I see that there's there's a big shift going on and. It, what i've noticed and what i'm trying to get everyone to really understand in more ways than one is that everyone's being really really highly dependent on this technology shit from your phone holding your information and your pictures and like no one prints pictures anymore everyone just keeps them on their phone like your codes are all the reason i mentioned this also i was hacked i was hacked i have i had coinbase fuck coinbase by the way fucking assholes I had Coinbase and um, I had a good chunk of fucking money in there that I've been stacking since like 2017 um, and someone hacked in there and within like fucking 20 minutes took five G's, $5,000 worth of Bitcoin. So I lost all that shit. Um, I got hacked as soon as like it was real weird. I got this random text message saying that all oh, your code is this and that. Don't give it to no one else. Blah blah blah. I'm like I'm not, and it was from Coinbase. And I'm like I didn't request this shit. So real quick, as soon as I got that, I went to my app. I tried getting in and I couldn't get in. It said that it, it kicked me out. So then I went to the email. I saw that in my email for whatever reason. I guess someone got into my email. I saw that the email was uh, being converted to my junk or some shit. So I wasn't getting it on my phone. And um, I looked at it and it was showing that I was requesting a new password or some shit like that. So real quick, immediately, I, I, I was, this is what sucks about Coinbase. There's no fucking body answering the phone unless you have a fucking physical card, apparently. Like a Coinbase card, which I didn't even know they fucking had. So no one talks to you. So then you got to wait for this slow ass robot to fucking start. I got a text message that someone was trying to get into my account around like 357 or some shit like that. I wasn't able to actually lock my account into like four, uh, like 420 or some shit like that. 430 around there from 420 to 430 p.m. And within that time, these motherfuckers got in there and transferred to I don't know how many fucking different shits, 5G's worth of, of Bitcoin before I, I stopped the fucking shit. And they probably would have got more. And I was, I was so fucking, I was mad as fuck. And then, like, I didn't know until, like, three days after because, like I said, you talk to this fucking robot when you call Coinbase. And... You wait, and after fucking 10 minutes of all this, do this, do that, it, it doesn't even help you. You're thinking you're going to get help and talk to someone, and it just tells you to lock your account. So then you lock your account, then you have to wait for them to contact you via email. They contact you. You have no idea what's going on with your account. So I talked to someone. It wasn't even talking to someone. I explained to them the story like three times. And um, I explained to them what happened. I send them screenshots and everything with the timestamps and, uh, you know, and I let them know. And then I also explained to them, like, look, even on my, I can prove on my bank statement and everything. Like the last time I did a transaction was this time was like a week ago and I bought some of this. I was like, other than that, there's been nothing. There should be no activity on my account. Nothing being bought, nothing being sold, nothing being uh, taken out or moved or they just stopped answering. 
So after one email of all, can you explain this? And I explained to them everything like that. They're like, oh, we're going to lock your account. We're going to review everything. Can you just prove this and that and explain in detail how you can. So I explained everything. Then they asked, do you know how I probably got hacked? I'm like, no, I have no idea. I'm assuming it was probably due to my email. So I changed all this shit. And um, yeah, so I, I did everything. I waited fucking four days or some shit like that. And then the only thing I got was an email back saying your account was active again. I got back in my account and I saw it. I saw the transactions from four o'clock to four oh seven. These motherfuckers made like, I don't know how many different fucking transactions and sold and, and stole $5,000 worth of my Bitcoin. <laughs> I was crispy as fuck. Crispy as fuck. But, you know, it was, it was my stupid fault for leaving it and trusting Coinbase and believing what their fucking site says and what the, all these other people were claiming. And then so many people, I'm not the only one. If you look at it, Bitcoin, and which is why it's a big deal, a big chunk of people that were on Coinbase, Coinbase lost Bitcoin. People were confused. Like, oh my God, Bitcoin's going like, no, people just stop holding their shit on coinbase because coinbase is being hacked or coinbase has a horrible fucking track record of not taking care of the customers i thought it was just me or a handful but no i've been seeing droves of people hundreds and hundreds online complain pissed like that they're not getting help that they they've lost money they've been hacked that there's been a month they're still not in their account and like all this shit man all this shit so yeah fuck you coinbase for not doing jack shit for not treating everybody equal and then i see all this bullshit online how their accounts are this and that i've been making it like a mission weekly where i let everybody know do not keep shit on coinbase use them make the transaction and as soon as you get it take your fucking crypto to fuck off of that application and don't keep any information on there whatsoever Use the transaction, use it for a transaction. As soon as you're done, delete your fucking bank account information, delete all your shit off of there, and then put it right back up when you're going to do it. Do it like that. Because all this shit of keeping it on there and trusting these fucking, like I said, we, we're trusting the this technology way too much. We're letting it remember our passwords and our emails and keeping track of our history and, and our GPS, the places where we park our car, like all this shit, man. Like when you think about it, and it's fucking crazy. I don't know and like I said this is something that I think people should know about because I feel like it's leading to all these free apps getting pushed to where you have to pay a subscription or pay for certain things that right now are free and I think that's going to be bullshit but I'm pretty sure just like every like with time these apps are going to fuck up they're going to get into the hands of someone that's going to do something fucked up and they're going to start charging shit or they're going to stop changing things or stop giving it attention and someone else is going to come along with a new different version of the new facebook or the new instagram and twitter like it's going to happen soon it's just it, it's no one's out there yet and being that everyone's been fucking stuck because of covid and everything and now that they're slowly breaking out into the norm i guarantee you people are going to be experimenting more people are going to be breaking out of the box and, and experimenting on brainstorming or creating and making content and all this so it's going to lead to something happening that's going to change and disrupt everything but it's just going to take some time um but yeah man i i guess and i almost I want uh, that Joe. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm gonna bring that shit up. There's been a lot of drama going on in the podcast world lately with all this shit. And one that was a big show at the time 
and probably still is. I'm not trying to throw shade or nothing. Was the Joe Button podcast, and I'm only mentioning it briefly because I wanted to get the other stuff out the way. I thought the whole application thing is something everyone should consider and look into, and 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 think about. You know, moving forward, if you guys depend on social media to grow your brands and businesses or whatever, but. Yeah, I know a lot of people were expecting me to say something about that because I was mentioning or talking about it online. But the only reason I, I'm, I'm even bringing up that Joe Button podcast shit is because if anyone is doing podcasting and anyone, and I would say look at it and use it as an example. Like really listen to both sides of that thing. Um, like I said, I only want to bring it in briefly. I don't want to make this podcast about that. I don't want to do a podcast about it, but I know a lot of people are mentioning it and they, they expected me to say something. And But I'm not going to make it a back and forth thing. I just feel like, you know, I was looking at it as, okay, I'm, I'm a podcaster. You know, I'm trying to make something out of this shit. So let me look at this and see what went wrong so that I can use it as an example for myself to not do it. You know what I mean? Like moving forward. And then I've listened to all these other people. I've listened to, to the whole podcast shit where everything went to shit. I listened to the one where Joe Button broke down stuff and um, explained his side and what happened. I also listened to the Rory and Maul um, podcast that was like an hour and something where they both broke down what happened and why why they decided to like stop showing up. And they were, were getting to this whole thing about the whole audit or whatever. Long story short. Joe Button started something. It was building up momentum. He saw that it was a good chemistry with him and uh, Rory and Maul. And he had them on there. And it was a good mix. You know, they did some good shit. But apparently when it came to the paper, things weren't being done right. And understandably, Joe Button is, of course, the owner of it. He's a businessman. So he does have... He, he takes the majority of the responsibility when it comes to paying shit and taking care of things and making things handled. But the way that things are supposed to work is that if you guys agree on a certain number from the beginning and say, this is your percentage, this is your percentage, this is mine, and this is how it's going to be, that should be what it is, despite what the number is. It just should be what it is. Whether you're getting more percentage-wise than they are because you have to pay expenses, this and that, so on and so forth, all right, cool. But once the money starts coming in, you got to renegotiate. But if you're not going to renegotiate, then things should stay the way that they are. Now, I'm probably talking out of pocket. Don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But basically, that's where this whole thing stemmed from, that little by little, they started seeing that more deals are coming to the table, popularity of the podcast was building, more people were showing up to shows, more things were being, their name was, was becoming more of a household name, basically, and they were more popular, and so they were questioning, why is it through all this time, you know, as the growth, they, there was no change in their pay, so once they started asking more about that, which isn't fucked up, they they look at it like, alright, you know, we're trying to do this right, and we, we take it serious, so why wouldn't we take our money serious, and Joe Button, from the sound of from the way things sound just took it like ah you guys are, and of course not for nothing but if you look at this he's had a track record of this he just i don't think joe button's the type of person that can do things alone i feel like he's the type that needs he needs to build a little a little click or something so that he can get that energy boost of trying to do something i feel like he always has to like one up somebody or something like that i don't know he needs to like it's not to talk shit. It's just if you look at it, that's the way it is. And I was waiting for something like this to happen. 
And you could tell this is no different than when he was in Slaughterhouse and they had their little drama and issues and things like that. And it all stemmed from Joe and his little attitude of things. Or It always comes off that he feels as if due to his popularity from when he was doing music, the buzz that he had, which was a good buzz. And then with his, his uh, vlogging thing that he did with, with his Joe Button TV stuff, he's good at that. You know what I mean? He's good at getting people's attention. But the thing is, is that that's not the only reason. You are a good combination with a mix of all these other MCs when he came to Slaughterhouse. And then he was also a good combination with Rory and Maul when it came to the podcast and the way that they all bounced off one another. But a lot of times it would come off as Joe was like not letting them be a part of it. Like they were just there as decoration or some shit. And... The reason I mention that is because I always thought of that in the beginning of making the podcast and I always wanted to mention or bring in like my, my homies and have them in and they would always mention like, yeah, we'll do this and this. But at the end, like I was like, yo, but this is going to be my show. Like, so that's why I never really wanted anyone here. And instead, I chose of having guests on the podcast instead of just having extra hosts, because one, it was I, I tried it and I started seeing that it was being an issue for people. I started seeing it was becoming an issue for people to be consistent with taking it as serious as I was. And then I would wait. I wouldn't do an episode because people wouldn't show up. And then I wait another day and then the next day. And then it got to the point like, yo, I'm not going to make this an excuse because I'm going to get too used to it. I'm going to get discouraged and I'm just not going to. So I stopped. Then it became an issue of having people come here physically. So I just moved it to where there was no excuse. I wanted to have a guest on here. I wanted to write topics. I have my books. I read stuff every day. Anything I find interesting, I write down. If I write something that I feel is long enough to be in the podcast or interesting enough or useful enough to anybody, I put it up. If I see anybody that's really trying and I see that they're really putting in work and effort, I try to put them on the podcast and I do it. But I also want to do it where it's presentable and they're not embarrassed to be like, yo, I was on this. You get what I'm saying? So that's why it's been taking the time to be more, yo, I have this guy and this person and this girl and this guest and this brand and this company. And But it's getting there. You know, I've, I've been seeing a lot of people hit me up and ask me things, but it's just I want to make sure it's perfect. But now... The thing that I've noticed is that I've been trying, I'm still learning, so of course I'm looking at all these other podcasts that are popular, and I see the Joe Button podcast, of course, so I'm using that as an example of things to do and not to do, And but there's really not much talk of what happens behind the scenes, and of course, I'm not saying that there should be, but when it comes to a person like Joe Button who's done all the social media stuff and he's talking about he wants to help the next person you know do good and everything why is it that you would hold back information from the people who you're working with on a podcast that's as successful as it is wouldn't you want them to learn certain things so that they can one day be in the same position as you but instead i feel like instead i feel like joe button was scared that either they would he would lose his leverage and he mentions it. it's like oh you have no leverage that's the shit i feel like joe button was more worried about that and he was trying to make sure that he was the one always in power in case these things happen just so that he would always have his finger right over the button like yeah i could just fuck this all up whenever i want because i want and that's the way it seems like it's just like he destructed this whole shit and then made a fool of himself and then tried to be like nah but you know you guys were this and that all you did was prove why they shouldn't and then with the track record that he has of working with other people and how it always ends and then now man now just recently with some other shit of one of the female 
um, host on his other podcast is under his Joe Button brand or something like that. Apparently left because of some some uncomfortable situation that she was in as a female with him as a male and it was recorded and it was during an episode and it was for a couple months that she's been ignoring it and acting as if it was nothing but really every time she's uncomfortable um you guys should go ahead and and look into that i'll tell you her name right now i was looking at it earlier i don't want to be disrespectful and say the wrong shit um olivia olivia dope um go look it up yeah so apparently she she put up a whole video herself it's like 26 minutes long she left the podcast um and then she left no one knew why and then she decided to put up the information now of course with all this stuff going on with the joe button podcast and and rory and maul you would it, it just looks as if people are looking for the opportunity to really like a smear campaign type shit you get what i'm saying and really try to fuck up what's going on with this dude and hit him at a point where you would think is 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 his low point where he's at his lowest you know what i mean and so that's why i'm trying to say take things with a grain of salt but as a person who's doing podcasts and i looked at it and i wanted to try to learn what i could from it so that i can avoid making those same mistakes and that's why I do the podcast alone and I have guests because I wanted to avoid things like this. I know my friends, I know how they are, and I know when things get to a certain point, they're going to start all oh, this and that. And it's not that I mind or I would, wouldn't want to share certain things, but I'm new to this. So I wouldn't want to say one thing now and then have it fuck up our friendship. You know, once I fully understand this, I, I want to put people on and show them and really like, yo, this is how you do things. This is how I did it. This is what you do and don't do. You know, not to say they have to listen to me, but if I'm going to put somebody on, I want to make sure I put them on. I don't just want to put them on the spot, give them some money and be like, yo, look, we made it. Figure it out. Have them fucked up coming back to me in, in another year or so. Like, yo, I'm like, nah, if you want to put somebody on, you got to put them on, put them on game. Let them know exactly what the fuck is going on, how you did it, what they should do, who they should talk to, like. It's business, man. Why wouldn't you want the people you're in business with to be good? So that you can continue doing good business with them. Why? Like, I don't get it. Like, and I don't know. And then the more and more you see or listen to all his his other episodes and shit that he's been putting out, it sounds like he regrets shit. So, who knows, man? I doubt things are going to be fixed with the Joe Button podcast. Like I said, I don't want to make a thing about it. But I'm just saying for other fellow podcasters, other people looking to work with other people, I would say go look at it and take notes of what to do and what not to do um yeah man and just pay attention man because you never know if you ever get in that similar situation you know you shouldn't be making certain things public you know and he mentions it he apologized for certain things but he just jumped off the cuff just because of the fact that he was in in a shitty mood or he was mad so i don't know i wanted to touch on that real quick because like i said it's something i think people should look into and i want to share useful shit so i don't want to talk shit about it but i wanted to say enough to spark your interest to know why i think it's something you should look into so go check it out um but yeah thank you guys for tuning in this has been another episode of clocking out i highlight you out the next one stay safe peace